everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there, Steve. Yeah, hi. Yeah, we're in the, uh, the, dull, the, the beginnings of the winter, everybody feels like shit season. So, yeah. bear with us. I know a lot of our listeners are in sunnier climes, with the exception of, like, Wisconsin. <laughs> um, but those folks will know what we're talking about. <laughs> Today we are continuing our Batman the Animated Series retrospective with a show with an episode suggested to us by by Steve and Wes. Uh, Perchance to dream, and. Uh, since this is your favorite episode, Steve, I'm going to let you do the synopsis. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's actually pretty simple. Um, Bruce Wayne, well, Batman finds himself in a uh, in a warehouse chasing down some crooks and is surprised by some flashy lights, only to have Bruce Wayne wake up in a cold sweat, wondering how he managed to survive. Um, Alfred comes in the room and um, Bruce Bruce starts to ask him, well, what happened? How did I get back here? And Alfred is like, well, you must have partied really hard last night, Master Bruce, if you can't remember everything. It turns out that Bruce Wayne is not Batman. Mm. And Batman is a completely separate entity. Moreover, Bruce Wayne's fiance, Selina Kyle stops by to help cheer him up and he finds out that his parents are still alive gasp <laughs> right uh so that's a basic plot, plot synopsis right there the premise is that uh bruce wayne is not batman and um his entire life has been a delusion and he spends like the first act uh coming to grips with this mm-hmm. uh, the second act he um he is relieved and rightly so yep um he says the nightmare is over when he he um finally starts to believe uh what's going on in his life and then obviously because um batman's never allowed to be happy um he figures everything out because he's unable to read in his dreams yep <laughs> Because reading is a right brain function and dreaming yes. is. <laughs> so, m- more or less, um, what's the name of that Superman episode or comic? It was an episode of Justice League. For the a- man who has everything. This is the Batman version of For the Man Who Has Everything. Yep. More or less. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Even though we get to see a little bit of uh, Batman. Uh, I forget what the uh, name of the plant is in, for the man who has everything. Um, but he gets, Batman gets it on his chest and we get to see a different idealized uh, life for Batman. Yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think Batman shows up in the comic. Or maybe he does. Uh, no, it's, but in the Justice League episode. Yeah, it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Right. Which, which that's one of the better gags. Would you you did tell me you didn't get him a gift card? Yeah. <laughs> no, I got him cash. <laughs> um, 
One of the cool things, and I didn't know this until after I, I reread it, is this was um, uh, John, Joe R. Lansdale did the teleplay for this. Oh, nice. So um, to all those, he actually has done a lot of work on this show, apparently. But um, yeah, Joe R. Lansdale is a, is a weird fiction slash horror author um, who is famous for things like The Drive-In. Mm. Which is which is fantastic, and uh, he 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 did the the teleplay for this. Um, not a lot of of action. It's not a very action oriented episode, though there is action in it. Right. Um, that it's not the focus. It's more of, takes a look at the psychology of of Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. um, which you know I think has been done to death but at the time it hasn't hadn't right right well i mean even even if you look at the psychology of bruce wayne through whatever medium uh it's very rare that the batman identity is completely removed from him right so so it's still even now all these years later it's still a fresh take on this inside the mind of of batman because, you know, it, they, they separated him, and now it's Bruce Wayne without Batman. Batman is a separate entity in this reality. Right. And uh, usually when they, when they delve into the psychology of it all, you come to the conclusion that Bruce Wayne is the mask. Right. Um, and in, in this episode, really, that's not true. It's um, Batman is a coping mechanism to help Bruce Wayne deal with the loss of his parents, the tragic death of his parents who were killed right in front of him. Right. Right. <laughs> um, you also come to find out that uh, Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne is kind of a, a douchebag. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a bit of a schlub. <laughs> he's uh he's lazy. Uh, he's, you know, he's just a, a he's, he's a rich brat. More right. or less. Right. This idealized lifestyle of Bruce Wayne is to be, a good for little layabout, uh, a dilettante of yeah. sorts. You know, goes out parties all night. Uh, he's, Lucius he's, Fox runs Wayne Enterprises still, even right. though Bruce Wayne is technically the boss. He kind of not just, that you're not capable of doing it, <laughs> right? Not ca- not that you're not capable of doing it, so Yeah, you uh, you kind of. You kind of come out of this um, glad, you know. I mean, it sucks, but you're glad that he's Batman because um, he'd be a, he'd just be a, a Trump kid, yeah, <laughs> or Paris Hilton or something. Yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of interesting too. Is that yeah, you get to see what Bruce Wayne would have become had his parents not been gunned down in Crime Alley. He would have just been. I mean, the man is like thirty something years old and still living at his parents' house. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean could have been, talk about maybe some millennial, you know, failure to launch. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother and I were talking, and you know, I know you enjoy living in our house and having a butler that does everything because yeah, well, Alfred still picks out his clothes and it's all. Fucking this Wayne Manor, man. I, I, I don't know if I would want to not be living there. Now he's getting married to Selena Kyle. She's probably going to move into Wade Manor too. <laughs> That's right. We, we have a wing for you. 
Yeah, well, okay, so for your wedding gift, we didn't get you anything special. We're just remodeling the manor a little bit. We're going to give you guys the West Wing. And, right. and and some kitty litter. And some kitty litter and some meow mix. Lifetime supply of meow mix. <laughs> <laughs> They've actually um, explored this theme in the comics a little bit prior to this. It's not an altogether... Um, original concept. There was a, um, an, I, I don't know if it was Detective or Batman. It was from like the, I want to say it's from the 70s because I think it was in the greatest Batman stories of the 70s mm-hmm. where um, the, the stranger takes Batman to an alternate world where they had no heroic fiction. Right. And as, uh, as the stranger does. And, and he was, he he, he uh, was going to give Bruce Wayne a chance to redeem, you know, to to have his parents not be shot in this alternate reality. And uh, Robin was researching things and, and realized that, like, there was no Zorro. There was no um, Robin Hood. There was just no history of heroic fiction at all, which, you know, whatever. I kind of ha- find that hard to believe, but whatever. <laughs> right. So, so Beowulf didn't exist. Yes, nothing. Right. None of that existed. Uh, no, no tale of, of Genji. Nothing. So he actually, Robin prevented Bruce Wayne from making this horrible mistake, and it also turns out that Bruce Wayne was kind of like a, a you know, a, a Dylan top. Right. He was a schlub in this reality too, and Robin comes to the executive decision. To let Bruce's parents die because the world needs a Batman <laughs> and, and Bruce Wayne needs to be Batman. Right. Um, or else he's just like an asshole. He's just a he's just a one percenter. Yes. So so Robin Robin reveals himself as a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is back when Chuck Dixon, you know, right. and and or not Chuck Dixon. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Adams and O'Neill. Yeah, thank you. Fuck Chuck Dixon. Fuck Dixon. Um, yeah. Well, well, when when you know there were a lot more liberals uh, writing comics than there are today. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, Adams and O'Neill, I saw a reprint of um, of the Green Lantern Green Arrow. With Speedy on drugs. Oh, really? In, in the stores over the weekend. Oh, wow. That's weird. Yeah, but they, that is that is the book we need right now. Yeah, it, it really it really is that 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 hard traveling heroes sort of thing. Now, the villain of this episode isn't revealed to the very climax. No, and it is a villain that is kind of underutilized in, in a lot of ways. But uh, his the first episode of an animated series where he appeared was just like an, a creep fest. Um, yeah. And, and I need to correct something I said um, during the first of these. Um, this villain is actually played by Roddy McDowell, not Scarecrow. Ah, who was Scarecrow? Um, I don't know. It was just some, some guy, but it wasn't, it wasn't this guy. All right. This is Roddy McDowell. This and, is Rodney McDowell. And this villain is Jervis Tetch, otherwise known as the, the Mad Hatter. 
the pedophile. <clears throat> yeah, a bit of a pedophile. Uh, in his first appearance. In this appearance, there's really no no purpose. There's no great master plan for the Mad Hatter here, other than the fact that Batman ruined his life. Because he wouldn't let him touch children. Uh, yeah, and, and I went to jail for it, and I wanted to, in return, I wanted you to have the perfect life so you would stay the hell out of mine. Yes. He was on his way to a Nambla convention when he, the thought struck him. What if I just removed Batman from the picture? Yeah. And I, I kind of like the, um, the, the reveal. Bruce Wayne, of course, fights his own alter ego. But, you know, Bruce Wayne remembers... In the graveyard where his parents were supposed to be buried. Right. In a church... Who in that in silhouette the steeple is the Batman profile? I didn't notice that. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I thought that was an interesting artistic choice to to have the church and the steeple shaped like Batman in silhouette. Oh, but that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and they fight it out in the fucking bell tower in the belfry. So inside, which was would be the head. That's of where Batman. bats would be. Well, that's where bats would be. That's the head of Batman. So you get this like really neat symbolism going on of this battle taking place inside Bruce Wayne's head. Right, and, and you know, and Bruce Wayne slash Batman is a you know, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's an expert he's, in everything. He. Even though he don't talk to Doctor Leslie Tompkins, he's a he's a bit of a psychologist himself. Well, you have, you almost kind of have to be. Well, yeah, he, I mean, considering his, his areas his, of expertise are generally forensics and and criminology. So, right, I mean, that incorporates psychology into right, it. Right, you right. would know that more than I would. But. Forensic forensic psychology, that sort of thing, profiling. No, and also that every one of his villains is a uh, lunatic. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Regardless of what their real world diagnoses are. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Jervis Tetch is, you know, the, that's his master plan right there is get rid of Batman, give him the life he wanted, leave him in a coma in a warehouse, you know, because, you know, Gotham City is replete with abandoned buildings that no one would ever find him. Right. And, you know, he would. Be fed by what? Uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Jarvis uh, Tetch a is a mechanical and electrical genius. He is not a medical doctor. Right. That's true. Now, he there are a couple flaws. The first one being uh, food sustenance for, for Batman. So he's going to have like maybe a week of, of this perfect life. And then he's going to wither away and die. Uh, the second is why... Wouldn't you look at who the hell Batman is? I, I really don't think they care who's under the mask. Yeah, but but it's much, one of those. It's got to be worth something. It's got to be worth something. But if you have him incapacitated, you've got him hooked to this machine from which he's not supposed to be able to wake up from. It's the perfect death trap. Why do put I need to know? But, well, they put a bullet in him. Why didn't they put a bullet in him when they had him under? That's oh, he's, start, he's starting to wake up. Shoot his ass. 
Yeah, why wouldn't you put a bullet in him? Shoot him in the mouth. Run a run a poison IV. Ha 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 Pun was intended. <laughs> just yeah. I would have just shot him. Right in the mouth, just, because his mouth is perfectly exposed. <laughs> Wherever. <laughs> But uh, no, all in all, I think this is a really, really good riff on that um, that Superman episode mm-hmm. for the man who has everything. Yeah, it's it's a really good Batman version of it, right? And, and and a lot of the a lot of heroes tend to go with this this idea of what if type of story where say that person never became the hero that they are. Uh, they did it with Flashpoint. Yeah. Except they said, except they went the opposite direction where, yeah, Barry Allen's mom's still alive, but the rest of the world is complete and total shit. Yeah. That, I mean, it's really weird is, I guess, uh, the whole Barry Allen's mom dying being the impetus for a, uh, for Barry Allen to, to become a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, is late in the in the game for right. continuity, mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't have. To me, I know it is part of continuity, but to me, um, it's not as integral. Mm-hmm. Like for, for to me, Barry Allen, he was a he was a you know he was a CSI. Right. He already had that sense of justice mm-hmm. for being a CSI. I don't think he really needed to have the motivation of it's because my mom died. Well, I like the way they played it in the TV series where the, his mother's death is what made him become a CSI. Well, he just has like a, a, a good sense of right and wrong right. or had. Right. And, you know, he became the Flash and it was just what to, what he would do. Right. Right. It, it's, you know, maybe it's a very silver agey kind of thing. Right. Um, and maybe it's weak motivation. But that... Barry Allen's mom does not resonate as hard as Bruce Wayne's parents die. Right. Or, or, or Krypton stay or, or, or uncle Ben. Right. I mean, th- those are like really the big things. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to be motivated by the death of a parent. Right. Some people are just motivated by good old fashioned sense of right and wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think when, when, you know, Barry Allen was that. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. I mean, now you know it had to be tied into that, right? But I think it's also interesting that the the character of the Flash, Barry Allen, becoming the Flash, and all of his subsequent uh, gallivanting across time and alternate universes, you know, that kind of you know that would have a very interesting effect on the space time continuum. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they did all of that um, because the comics code wouldn't let them tell those old, like, crime stories anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to, they, that was the new DC comics at the time was everything went to, to science fiction. Yeah, I mean, Batman was on other planets and traveling through time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, Superman, same thing. Right. They all, they all were doing that. Fucking the thing was Blackbeard. Yep, the thing fought Nazis in a in a um, Marvel two and one. Yeah, so 
I mean, they all did this. I don't know why Barry Allen doing it is anything spectacularly right. special. Well, who wrote the who wrote the Flash storyline where Barry Allen being struck by the lightning bolt was pretty much the origin of all speedsters forward and backward from that point? Oh, I have no idea. It's probably Jeff Johns. Part of the <laughs> part of the rebirth thing. Yeah, probably some trashy shit by Jeff Johns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, Mr. Sorry. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. You had Jervis Tetch there. Uh, Batman fights himself, rips off the mask. the The way out of the dream was rather interesting. Yeah, I, it's one of those things that every time I see it, I'm like, "Can you read in dreams?" I can't remember. <laughs> right, Mia swears she can, so I don't know. I, I don't know because I'm never really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm sleeping, it's not like I'm like, wait a minute. That Batman episode. Am I reading this? Yeah, right. You never think about that. <laughs> no. I mean, I've seen text in dreams, but I, I don't remember whether or not I could actually read it. Right. I mean, it, it is a, it's, you know, it is definitely a cool comic book explanation. Right. The, the Sim- big clue simple. that something's not right. Right. It's simple. It's pseudoscience-y, you know, so it's got plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Even though it relies on that whole left brain, right brain thing. Which is, um, I think that was proven to be horseshit, too. Yep, yep. Um, and he jumps out of the, the, the belfry and, and dies in the dream, so of course he wakes up. Or the moment before he hits the ground, he wakes up because right. nine times out of ten, that's what happens to you. You fall, and right before you hit the ground, or right as you hit the ground, you wake up. Yep, uh, that happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. That That's pretty frequent. I think that's pretty common uh, dream dream occurrences for people is that's how what happens. Like when you're gonna when you're gonna snuff it in a dream, you wake up. Right. Like, you yeah, know, and it makes sense because the adrenaline pumps through you because you always wake up and you're like, oh, wake awake. You're not like, Whoa. right. You're wide You're awake. just like ready to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you wake up expecting to find yourself laying flat on your face. Right. Full, full uh, flight or fright. Right. Yeah. Or, or you okay. know. You're... And, and it's cool because, well, the weird thing, I guess the weird thing about it is the Jervis Tetch. That was in the dream. Right. Knew all the answers. Right, right. It was like, <laughs> but but Jervis Tetch was not Jervis Tetch. Jervis Tetch was another aspect of Batman's mind. They're going again to the the right. symbolism of Batman villains being reflections of him. Right. Like he figured it out. You know, he, he figured out what was going on. <laughs> right. His subconscious like deduced who was who Okay, so was Batman like overhearing Jervis Tetch talking while he was right. in the stream? Who can actually do this, right? Right, right, you know, exactly. You can take the thought process. Who who is capable of doing this? Because that's how Batman goes. He, you know, he goes through the the Sherlock Holmes, right? The method. Rogues Gallery, which which villains are capable of it, and on you know, and because other superheroes villains don't make appearances, you can instantly rule out guys like Gorilla Grodd. Right. Uh, and, and other mind-controlling villains. Right. So you figure it could be uh, Hugo Strange, but I don't know if they if they um, had Hugo Strange yet. 
Um, no nope. series. Um, it could be Jervis Tetch. Right. Maybe the Scarecrow. Right. But Scarecrow would be eliminated very quickly because it's not a it's a happy dream. Right. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And and yeah, that's what I mean, that's Jervis Tetch's thing is he he uh, you know, gets into your mind with his, his tech. A a veritable wonderland, as it yes. were. A through the looking glass moment. Where he right. is, he wakes up and he's in an alternate world. And I'm sure there's, if we looked hard enough, there's probably references throughout the artwork since they did do the big climactic sequence in Batman's silhouette. Right. That, that there's other clues probably visually spread out through the through the episode as well. Yeah, I I, I think it's. It's one of the rare episodes that is more of um, a plot, you know, psychology plot-driven thing right. as opposed to an action plot-driven thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, I like, you know, I actually like Batman, um, well, most of the time. <laughs> and um, I like it when they kind of do stuff like this. When, when Not everything, because, you know, that gets old. But when they do try to just delve a little bit into of what makes Batman tick, mm-hmm. what makes Batman Batman. Right, right. Like the um, the episode of Batman Beyond where his mind was being controlled. And at the very end, you get the reveal. Terry's like, you know, what what tipped you off that it was whoever the villain of the week was? You know, and, and, and he just replies, it's like, I don't call myself Bruce inside my own head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. That, that Batman Beyond was more of a, a more of a grim, dark Batman mm-hmm. as Bruce Wayne is Batman than this is. This well, is it's not lighthearted, but it's certainly not like um, completely over the top. Right. Well, Batman Beyond is an extension of Justice League. And Justice League Unlimited Batman, which is an evolution of Batman the Animated Series Batman. Right. So, you know, you've got that that whole, he's been through all of this shit. And and truthfully, you know, once you, once you get to Batman Beyond and you look back, since it's all like a continuity, Batman's had some really messed up shit happen. I mean, yes. since becoming Batman. Yeah, well, you, uh, you know, kind of bring it on yourself a little bit, right? You know, I mean, we've had we've had him save Gotham City countless of times. He he teams up with his pal Clark and and a few other folks, and and the world ends almost on a weekly basis. <laughs> yep, he's almost died because of his gender. He's been transformed. He's had to relive his childhood, thanks to thanks to um, Cersei, not Cersei, uh, Morgan Le Fay, and uh, Morgan Le Fay, right? And, Cersei uh, turned him kid. into pigs. Cersei, Cersei turned Wonder Woman into a pig, right? Um, alien invasions, at least three of them. Alien invasions, Cadmus. Nazi, Nazis winning World War Two. Yeah, the old West. You know, fighting basically 
a uh, Star Trek Mirror Universe version of himself. Yep. That was great. Are you going to stop the red light? The little laws, <laughs> remember? <laughs> That's actually one of my, my uh, favorite Justice League episodes. With the Justice Lords. Mm-hmm. That one's done really well. Yeah. Batman unravels it all because Flash is the heart of the team in that universe, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. And um, the other interesting thing is that there is a store in Gotham City that sells rope and grappling hooks. No questions asked. No questions asked. <laughs> that reminds rope, me. Grappling hooks. I need a flare gun and some flares. <laughs> Yes, sir, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> so when I was in college, um, it, it, underneath the city of Madison, everything's connected by these steam tunnels, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many, like, you know, buildings. Right. They're all, they're all connected. You're not supposed to go down in there, but obviously people go down in there all the time. Right. You know, so, serial killers, mob bosses. So, <laughs> so me and my buddies decided to take some LSD. And we were going to go down into the steam tunnels. <laughs> so instead of buying all the shit first. Right. And then taking LSD. We right. took the LSD and then went to go get flashlights. You know, all, all the stuff you need. Rope. Rope. A, guy, <laughs> a couple of Gygaxes of rope. A 10 foot pole. <laughs> so, so, so we're like in this convenience store tripping balls and just being like, yeah, we need blah, 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 and flashlights and blah, blah, blah. And the guy just looks at us and he's like, you're going into the steam tunnels, aren't you? (laughs) Six weeks of rations. (laughs) How is this like schlub store clerk in Madison, Wisconsin, more intelligent than than the guy who's like, oh, a grappling hook? Right, openly displayed. (laughs) Openly displayed. He's he's like an outfitter for vigilantes or something. Yeah, and 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 that's Bruce Wayne's in his action gear. He you could tell when Bruce Wayne's ready to go into action because he's got a turtleneck, right? A corded turtleneck, not just like a turtleneck, but it's like corded, like it's sturdy. It's ready to go, and he's got his um his knit cap on, right, and his his khakis. (laughs) His yeah. action khakis. You can tell when Bruce Wayne's ready to go because he's dressed for the part. <laughs> That's right. He's watched he's watched a few too many episodes of like the man from Uncle or something. Exactly. <laughs> it's great. Guy comes in dressed to like climb mountains. I need uh, <laughs> I need all this vigilante equipment. Uh, yeah. I need some smoke bombs. You got any smoke bombs? <laughs> right here in our special stash, sir. Ah, Mr. Wayne, smoke bombs again. <laughs> you love those smoke bombs, don't you? What yes. do you use those for? Do you have any... You in a, you in a rock band? <laughs> do you have any bat-shaped shuriken? <laughs> Mr. Wayne, I don't understand your obsession with bats. But, uh, yeah, I've got like several. <laughs> How many dozen do you need today? You know, it, it's it, it, in a way, it's kind of like Lucius Fox in the Nolan films. You know, it's like, oh, you want to be able to turn your head, Batman. 
<laughs> I'm like, not bat what? Bat what? Who? Who? Bat who? I'm into really aggressive spelunking. <laughs> We're going into a spelunking in a volcano. I need that protection. That's so right. That's, I need, of course I want to turn my head. I need bulletproof Nomex body armor because I like skydiving. Does it come in black? It's a good thing that that my clerk was not was not uh, working at that store in Gotham at that time, or the whole caper would have been just dusted. Hey, Bruce Wayne was just in here. He bought a grappling hook, some smoke bombs, three gogaxes of rope. Isn't it interesting? Is it, that rope was fucking magical? All right, that was magic rope because. It was one coil of rope, except it was just long enough for every use that he needed it for. Well, and it grappled onto a gargoyle at the top of the church, but when he climbed on top of it, it was um, against the the side. Well, yeah, because, you know, he stopped for a second and reset the hook. It is ma- it's magic rope. Magic you rope, know, all it All it needs to do is hook on somewhere, and then it will actually find the best spot to hook. That's right. That's the mad. That's the the grappling hook of climbing, the most structurally so- sound piece of masonry. Mm-hmm. Unless the plot requires that it's not. <laughs> right. Well, he wouldn't have used that particular grappling hook for that. <laughs> Speaking of grappling hooks, we do get a bit of a foreshadowing because in the the Batman chase scene at the beginning. He doesn't use the gun, grapple gun, that he uses in, like, every other episode. He uses a batarang with a rope attached to it. Yes. Instead. That's true. I I guess that's his stealth climbing apparatus. Well, I would think the gun would make some noise. Well, it does. It goes... That's the most... Right. It's like, how does he sneak up on guys when all of his fucking climbing gear is so loud? It's not only his climbing gear, it's like his footsteps are loud. And the Foley artist makes, you know, he's a great Foley artist, but it's like. Right. Going up. What's that sound? What was I watching that was like that, too? Oh, it was an episode of Clone Wars. I was watching an episode of Clone Wars and they're sneaking. and And you could just hear them, like, in their armor. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because oh, you hear he that rolled. in the origin. He, he rolled, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> right, in that in that armor. <laughs> and that happened to Batman, too. He's making all this noise, gets in the window, jumps, and rolls on the catwalk. So right. it's all cool because he, he did the roll. And that, that cape and stuff, man, that shit makes a lot of noise, too. It's like he just turns a corner and it's like, like snapping a towel. <laughs> it's like okay it's it's not the batman they're scared of it's the fact that preceding his arrival is fucking noise from everywhere yes see the, now here's actually a weird point is that the batman post the animated series batman mm-hmm. so justice league justice league unlimited none of this stuff would be able to happen to him right because he gets caught in this trap, um, you know, because he looks in the wrong place at the wrong time and gets the flashy lights. 
that, you know, hypnotize him. Right. Batman and Justice League would never do that, would never make that that mistake. Right. Like the, the one uh, where he gets blinded by the penguin or he gets blinded and the penguin figures it out. He'd never be put in that situation in the first place. Right. Which is why I enjoy the Batman animated series, I think, more than any of the other ones. He's a little more vulnerable. Yeah, it's well, he doesn't have, you know, the rest of the, the cast to, you know, to Back get in up. trouble or to get into trouble. Right. There's no booster gold there. Right. Well, I mean, like smarm around and then, you know, say you're on crowd control. Right. But, you know, in, in episodes where Batman does kind of get a little overwhelmed, it's like, you know, three seconds later, you know, the villain's about to finish him off and then he pulls the trigger and the bullet hits the big S. And it's like, yeah. you, you messing with my buddy? Right. <laughs> Like even even in the movie, um, from the this and the Superman series, when they pull the old switcheroo, right, uh, which is classic, you know, it's still the old switcheroo, you know, right, and and you're not in the know, so there's tension. It's not like Superman swoops in and you get the ping. Right. It's it's like why isn't the kryptonite affecting you? Right. Or. Or in the Batman version of the switcheroo, Bane like venoms up and punches him as hard as he can, and Batman just stands there and takes it. Yeah, it, which leads to Robin to try to like lampshade it by going, "Oh, he's been working out." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he's been working out. <laughs> like, and, and the the stupid thing is, and it tells you how stupid the villains of Gotham are, is that they buy it. They, yeah, they, they have no reason not to suspect that that's bat, not Batman in that suit. Right. Yeah, because, you know, it's not like they haven't fought him a dozen times. Right. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Bane in the show is pretty smart, but he's not smart enough to identify Batman by the feel of his jaw on his knuckles. No, only Batman can do only that. Only Batman. I've felt that jaw before. <laughs> yes. That is Batman's powers. He has forensic punches. <laughs> see, see, and, and just like like muscle memory and, and that kind of thing, right? That is like old pulpy kind of you know, Doc Savage shit, right? Nowadays, they would, you know, he would be, he'd punch a guy and there would be like special sensors in the gauntlet. Yeah, he'd have glove telemetry. Right. And, and in a way, that's, kind of cool but really it's not as cool as you know he just remembers what it felt like to punch that guy that is cool equipment to have in a role-playing game right in a in a superhero cartoon or whatever it's just cooler to have him like be so fucking on top of his game that he remembers i would much rather have a batman that can remember the jawline of someone he punches Right. And then a Batman that knows like how to defeat the entire Justice League six ways to Sunday because he's like batshit crazy paranoid. Right. Right. Well, that does it for Perchance to Dream, plus a few other insights into Batman and comic book lore. Uh, join us next time where we'll be continuing uh, our Batman retrospective with 
Heart of Ice. Wow. Whose favorite is that? Oh, uh, that would that would be my recommendation. Heart <laughs> of Ice. That'll be the finale of the whole Batman shtick. That's right. That's then right. We're move, and we're moving on. Sadly. Moving on to, to something else. To uh, Green Lantern, the animated series. That's <laughs> right. Where you had the AI. Yep. All right. Like a phone AI. So until next time. Keep 30 luck points. That's right. Good night, Gotham. Wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs>